Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our prayer line. My name is Heather Dawson, and I just want to welcome you, all the pastors, every saint of God, to our new destiny family, to our intercessors, to each and every one of you. Praise God. This is the beginning of a new week. We start our week off in a fast, a 21-day fast, and I pray that you are participating. Hallelujah. And I hope that you have come this morning with expectancy, having the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. How many of you attended our outdoor corporate prayer that we had Saturday? It was powerful. We had a great time. It was probably... Excuse me, the first time for most of us seeing one another for six months. So it was awesome to be able to be together. And as I said, we started our fast, and I want you to know that the fast, uh, the targets for the fast are now on our website. So be sure you get them. Be sure you pray every day. Hallelujah. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever thought about what God wants from you? In 2 Timothy uh, 2.19, out of the Passion, it says, But the firm foundation of God has written upon it these two inscriptions. The Lord God recognizes those who are truly his. And everyone who worships the name of the Lord Jesus must forsake wickedness. It says, chase after all that is pure. He wants us prepared for every good work that he gives us to do. A true servant will not be argumentative, but gentle toward all, and skilled in helping others see the truth, having great patience. He wants us to be a pure container of Christ. So think about that. This morning, I have with me uh, Sister Tracy George, and she's going to be praying over our prayer requests that have come in. Sister Tracy, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, (laughs) Elder Heather. It's Tracy George. Yes, praise the Lord. I am blessed, highly favored, and blessed to be a blessing. (laughs) Amen. Indeed, you are. Praise God. And we have uh, Bishop Smith this morning. But before he comes with the devotion this morning, I want to welcome anyone that is on the call for the first time. You're on the line because God wants you to hear a word of hope, love, and peace. Receive in Jesus' name. Father, may we all hear what you are saying to us today. May our heart beat with yours, I pray. And now I'm going to ask Bishop to come and give our devotion. And I greet Pastor Adrian also this morning, along with you, Bishop. Um, The time is yours. Well, good morning, Elder. Good morning to George. And good morning to everyone that is on the prayer line this morning. We bless God. for our wonderful church, we bless God for you all that is on the line in the universal body of Christ. As Elder Heather said, we had a wonderful time on Saturday. 
It was a great time in prayer, first time we were together in six months. I don't know about you all, but after prayer, I went home and went to sleep. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I did. And this particular Saturday, they're saying the weather conditions will be better. So I'm praying that you all went out and registered yesterday and will register today for our Saturday gathering. But as Elder Heather said, we're in our fast. Today is our second day of our fast, and we are going to get to it. We're going to concentrate and focus all of our attention, all of our mind on God, and also just truly repenting before God. I was talking to a pastor last Wednesday, actually it was last Tuesday, and he asked me, he said, what is God saying? And I said to him, I said, God is saying that it's time to repent. It's time to turn our hearts towards God. And I said, when I say this, actually he's a bishop. I said, when I say this bishop, I'm not talking about the unbeliever as much as I'm talking about the believer. It's time for the believer to repent. And if we look at our text today, I want to talk from Isaiah 30, verse 21. But I also want to deal with 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. Isaiah 30 Verse 21, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, and it says, And your ears will hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right hand, and when you turn, and when you turn, excuse me, then this is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. But the Second Chronicles 7, verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Now, notice what God says. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. He didn't say the unbeliever. He says, my people, which are Christians, the believer, which place a heavy responsibility on us. Healing of the land is based on the repentance of the believer. And I want to say that again. Healing of the land is based on the repentance of the believer. Now, if we go further up, God talks about if he shut up heaven, that there be no rain, and he sends pestilence and locusts amongst the people. Now, you've got to understand that the believer has the power to open a shut heaven. God says, if I shut up heaven, in other words, I'm the one who did this. There's no rain. I chose that. Speaking of God, 
there's locusts and pestilence amongst the people. This is God speaking. But then he says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, heal their land. That's powerful when we begin to understand that. And so there has to be a turning amongst believers. There has to be a turning amongst the Christians. And see, when we talk about repentance, what are we talking about? When you look up repentance, it means a turning away from sin, excuse me, a turning away from disobedience or rebellion, and a turning back to God. In a more general sense, repentance means to have a change of heart and a change of mind. Please write this down. It means a change of heart, a change of mind, which will result in a change of one's direction. That's what true repentance is. It's a turning from and a turning to. That we turn from our wicked ways. We turn from wrong feelings, bad motives, all these different things. And we turn our hearts back to God. And as we turn our hearts back to God, now our mind and our hearts begin to align themselves with God, align themselves with the will of God, align themselves with the word of God. That's what repentance is truly about. It's godly sorrow. The Bible says godly sorrow leads towards repentance. Godly sorrow. And so during this particular season, that's what it's truly about, is being sorry for what one has done, but then also being sorry for what one has failed to do. I believe all the things that are going on in our land today, we have to take some responsibility for it. And when I say we have to take some responsibility for it, I'm speaking of the church. That the church has to arise in its power. The church has to get back to operating in the dominion mandate in which God has given us from the book of Genesis. When God tells us in Genesis 1, verse 26, for those that are on the line, you know me, that's one of my favorite scriptures. Genesis 1, verse 26, where God says, let man have dominion over the birds of the air and the cattle and and various things. These things are so important that we have to get back to having dominion and operating in that dominion mandate, subduing, replenishing the earth. And so when things are out of balance, things are not in order, I truly believe it's a lot, a lot of the responsibility falls on the believer because we're not operating in what we should operate in. The Bible tells us that we should pray for leadership for kings and priests and those that are in authority that we may lead a quiet life. And most of the time, if we're truly honest with ourselves, we're not praying for President Trump. Uh Uh-oh, he said Trump. 
And we, if we're honest, many of us don't do that because the majority of people don't like President Trump because the guy is not presidential. Well, let me tell you something. The guy was elected in 2016, and he is not political. The guy was a businessman. The guy had flaws and all these different types of things, like many of us had before we came into Christ Jesus. And that's what we have to understand. And so because of it, and they have this stuff posted all over the world, many people don't pray for him. But nevertheless, he is someone who is in leadership of this nation and authority, and as believers, we're obligated to pray for him. Now, I know a lot of people don't like that, but it's the truth. And so when it comes down to understanding the scripture, as I said Saturday, for those of you who were with us um, on Saturday, I explained to you that when you come to a basketball game, a football game. Let me just use a basketball game and a football game, for example. There's more than two teams on the field. There's actually three teams on the field. There's a team then um, that's the home team, and then there's also the other team that's playing the home team, which is the opposing team, and then there's the third team who are the officials. Their job is to officiate the game. The other two teams cannot persuade the officials because the officials have a set of guidelines or rules on how to play the game. We have to understand as believers God has called us to officiate the earth. So we're the third team on the field. We're the officials. And we have to call the play based on the government of heaven, or let me make it more simple for you, based on the will of God. Based on the will of God. That's how we're to officiate the game. And so in order to understand that, you have to read the playbook, which is the Bible. I was telling someone the other day that the Bible is our constitution. Every government has a constitution. And the Bible is our constitution. It's a legal set of documents that governs our lives. And when you understand that and begin to read it and apply it to your life, then your life will now align itself with the will of God. So that's what repentance is all about, is a turning from, turning from what? Turning from the world, turning from wicked ways, and turning to God, turning to the will of God, aligning ourselves with God. Because that's the heart of our God, for us to align ourselves with him, align ourselves with his word, align ourselves 
with his will. And for this month that we're fasting through the holy days, these are holy days, Sukkot, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, it is so vitally important that we begin to focus on God. Now let me tell you something. The enemy will turn up the heat in this particular season because he definitely knows what season it is. But you've got to do everything in your power to empower yourself. How do I do that? By concentrating on God, by declaring God's word, by being obedient to God's word in every area of your life. This is key. As we're fasting and we're praying, it's a sacrifice. It's giving up of yourself. It's giving up of yourself. As I've always said, fasting is not a, it's not a going without. It's going within. We're going within. All right? We're giving up some things. We're giving up the cheaper because we're choosing the deeper to become deeply rooted in God, deeply rooted in his word. These are keys to you being successful. These are keys to you being victorious as a believer. It's key. Let me pray for you. Father, we honor you, we bless you, we magnify you. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks and praise because you alone are the redeemer of our life. We thank you for this great and awesome day that you have made, and in it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you delivered us from the powers of darkness, and you have translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son. Whereby we pray, Abba, Father, for this written in your word, that you would never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. Father, I have scripture and messages on repentance, so many. But Father, I understand that repentance means a turning from and a turning to. That we turn from our wicked ways. We turn from all wrongdoing. We turn from ill feelings towards one another, our brothers, and we turn our hearts towards you. Father, you said not the world, but the believer can turn. And Father, our turning will cause healing of the land. Father, our land needs healing like never before. We're dealing with a pandemic that this world has never seen before since the days of Noah. Not only are we dealing with a pandemic, in this region of the world we're dealing with wildfires that we've never seen before. All throughout the Pacific coast, from Washington to Oregon, all the way through the coastlines of California, we're dealing with wildfires. And Father, I truly believe, this is just me, that you're trying to get our attention. 
And so, Father, I declare that there will be a great repentance amongst your people. And as your people begin to repent, the sinner will begin to repent. Because you said in your word that you're willing that none perish, but all come into repentance. Excuse me, all come into repentance. And I thank you that people will repent in record numbers. People will give their hearts to you. Not just because things are out of balance. But Father, they will truly recognize that they need you. We need you like never before. We need you in every area of our lives. And so, Father, I ask in this season that you will hear our prayers and that you will answer our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Um, as you were speaking about Genesis 126, about having dominion and subduing the earth, I was thinking about, you know, do we understand who we are, that we are speaking spirits? We are speaking spirits, and we're clothed in a body suit. That's who we are. We are really speaking spirits, and God is expecting us to speak to a situation and for it to turn or to change or to reverse whatever, but we are commanded. We're commanded to speak And what can we speak if we don't know the word of God? And just in reference to uh, President Trump that you said, everybody just go to 1 Timothy chapter 2, and in there it tells you to pray for every political leader and representative. And why? So that we can lead and live an undisturbed life. So thank you this morning, Bishop, for that word. I'm going to ask Tracy if she'll come at this time and share the prayer requests. And I'm asking that everyone on the line, will you please come in agreement and pray as she is reading the requests and as she prays. Uh, Sister Tracy. We have one prayer request, and that prayer request is by our own um, Elder Heather, is requesting prayer for her neighbor's only grandson, who is 12 years old, named Brody, recently diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, also celiac disease. Pancreas is not functioning correctly, and doctors cannot generate or regulate his blood sugar level. Uh, The neighbor and possibly family are unsaved, but I told her I believe in the power of prayer and that my church is a prayer call, and we pray for the needs of the people and told her I'm going to request prayer for Brody and noticed that she was moved by this and our conversations have never allowed us to talk about faith in God. My God, may God use the situation not only for healing but for salvation for this family. Father, we thank you in advance for Elder Heather being a witness to this family and thank you in advance for the opportunity to pray for this family. May the light continue to shine bright through Elder Heather as a contagious, illuminating light to the point that through Brody's healing, others will want to have that same light, allowing them to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
We pray for the doctors working with Brody and his family that you will anoint and give them the wisdom pertaining to Brody's situation in Jesus' name. We pray for total healing and restoration of Brody's body. Holy Spirit, breathe through Brody's pancreas, breathe through Brody's entire body for healing. We pray Psalms 107 and 20. You sent your word and healed Brody and delivered Brody from destruction. We pray the word of God, which is sharper than any two-edged sword over Brody's body. We speak healing and wholeness over Brody's body to cause his life to be a testimony of the goodness of God. But we know that you are the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. We believe by faith like the woman in Luke 8, 43 through 48, with the bleeding for 12 years who touched the edge of his cloak. We come into agreement and stand on the word of God, confirming through prayer that Brody is healed in Jesus' name. We speak to celiac disease to leave Brody's body in Jesus' name. We speak against the autoimmune system disorder and speak the proper alignment to Brody's body. We plead the blood of Jesus over and through Brody's body, for we believe and receive his healing in Jesus' name. We speak the power of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to breathe a healthy immune system in Brody's body in Jesus' name. Where there is disorder, Father, we speak order in his immune system in Jesus' name. We pray healthy bone tissues to Brody's body in Jesus' name. We thank you and we praise you for Brody's healing. We pray specifically and take authority and speak to that pancreas. We speak to the dysfunction of the pancreas to function properly and to that type 1 diabetes to dissipate, to leave Brody's body wherever the insulin or hormone will produce a balanced amount of insulin into the cells flowing through Brody's body. We speak and send the blood of Jesus to flow through Brody's body, producing energy to make Brody feel like new. Or be new. We speak against any side effects or attacks. We cover Brody and his family with the blood of Jesus. We give you praise and honor for this opportunity to pray, and we seal the prayer in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone on the call in the sign of agreement, we say in unity, amen. Amen. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you so much. They are a precious uh Family, I have met most of them, and I have met Brody. And I was um, amazed when I heard how sick he was. And I say was because I believe that God heard the prayer this morning and that God is going to work within this family. And I know that I will have a praise report to share with you. Praise God. So thank you for praying so passionately. Uh, Bishop, we're going to come back to you for a closing word. That was a powerful prayer from Sister Tracy George, and we thank God for that. Uh, Elder, in Jesus' preaching of the kingdom of God, it's seen the truth that repentance and faith are two sides of the same coin. By repentance, one turns away from sin. By faith, one turns towards God in accepting our Lord Jesus Christ. Such a twofold turning or conversion is necessary for entering into the kingdom of God. And that's what we have to understand. The Bible tells us in Matthew 18, verse 
3. Write that down. Matthew 18, verse 3. Unless you repent, Jesus said, you will all likewise perish. Repentance is key. Repentance is key. I, I, I love David because David was a professional repenter. David made repentance seem like poetry. Against you and you alone have I sinned, O Lord. Forgive me of my transgression and take not your Holy Spirit from me. These are the words of David. But I believe these should be the word of every born-again believer. Because we sometimes don't get it right. But in that, we go to God and ask God to forgive us, and he's a just God. He's a merciful God, and he will forgive us. He will heal us. He will deliver us. He will bless us. And so as we go through these next 19 days, 20 days, actually it's 20 days, of fasting and praying, every day, ask God to forgive you. Ask God to enlighten you. Ask God to reveal himself to you in ways you have not known him so that we may have a more intimate relationship with him. It is key. I want to say, Pastor Adrian and I, we love you. Thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your commitment. And we thank you for your consistency. Listen, if you haven't registered for service on Saturday, they saying Saturday is supposed to be beautiful. Please register. We're coming out in person for prayer. We're believing this month they're going to open up so we can go in and gather and have service. Believe God with us. We love you. God bless you. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yes, and you know, <clears throat> excuse me, like I said, we're speaking spirits, and we're to speak to a situation. So speak. Speak to these fires. Speak to all that has altered our way of life. We want to get back to being able to come together, to worship together, to praise our God together, to pray together. See, God never leaves us. God never leaves us without a life-changing word. Repentance is a necessary thing. It is to be done continuously because many times we do things and we're not even aware. So repent. You know, our faith increases when we have a life-changing word and we grab hold of it. And then hope fuels us within our heart to believe that all things are possible. We can speak to a situation and it has to respond. It has to. So as we always do on our prayer line, we leave it in Psalms 118.24. 
which says, for this, excuse me, is the day which the Lord has brought about. The Lord has brought this day about. So come on, let's rejoice. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. We have much, we have much to be glad about. Don't look at the things that are negative. Look at the positive things that the Word of God says, who you are, what we can have, and what we can change by speaking to it. Father, we are grateful this day. We're grateful, Father, for you. We're grateful that we've had the opportunity to be together again on this prayer line. We thank you, Father, for every word that was spoken. We seal it in the blood of Jesus. The enemy cannot touch it. He cannot steal it from us. Your people, Father, in repentance, will go forth this day in power and in might. They will know who they are, and they can speak to any situation that arises. Now, Father, keep us this day because we desire to be kept by you and you alone. Let our ears be open and let our eyes see what the Spirit of the living God is saying to us this day, and we will be quick to obey. We will be quick to do these things we ask in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Sister Kathy, open up the line. We're going to worship together this morning. <clears throat> 